It's time for the Other Three Amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast. Tweet us on Twitter using the hashtag T-O-T-A-P. Buy the lads a cup of coffee by clicking the support link in the description. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Episode 10 of the Other Three Amigos podcast has arrived. In this week's pod, we won, we won. Cork City putting five past Wexford last Friday night. Jack Baxter and Alec Byrne, are they irreplaceable? Someone's been fiddling the MVP votes, possibly. Brian Fantana, or man in the field, heads to the press conference. We talk for us and the board of management. We look forward to the UCD game. We don't, actually. We, we, we actually don't. It's full of happiness and joy for most of it. Decky is Nostradamus. Wayne is happy. Damien has more merchandise. And much, much more. Hello to you and you and you. Welcome along. It's episode 10. We've made it. It's a milestone. Episode 10 is here. It is sponsored by the Ahabolog Cork City Supporters Club. We would like to thank you, Ahabolog <laughs> Cork City Supporters Club. Um, myself, David Sreenan, the other three amigos podcast. I've got my other two amigos with me. I'm going to say hello to you. To, to uh, Hello to you, Declan. Hello, David. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm, look at me. I'm, look, I'm, I'm you great. You look great with your hey, dyed beard and your dyed hair and everything else. I mean, you're yeah, 10 years no, it's just What happens on screen stays on screen. It was you know always, it was just, you know what, I just had the lighting of my camera wrong, so it made, it made me look great. No, obviously I'm not. And, and I was feeling great all along because, of course, they were losing and suddenly my life becomes more colourful when they win. Wayne, hello. Hello. What a great day. It's been a great week. It has, isn't it? Sunshine, lollipops and rainbows Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together um, we, were <laughs> we were going to we're going to change the music it's, it's happy music The problem with us doing well means the podcast may suffer Because let's face it, Arsenal Fan TV would be really bad if they kept winning the league and probably the, the same with the other three amigos podcast. Hang on, now can I just can I just step in there? Because the day we end up like Arsenal fan TV is the day I'm just going to say, "Nah, lads, have at it!" Like you know, I want nothing. We don't we don't want to be like so you're Arsenal a big time Charlie now, aren't you? We don't want to be like Arsenal fan TV. We want to. I want to win every week. I want to come on every week and be happy and and you know just dance around to to lovely intro music and whatnot. Like you know, who wants to lose? Like who what was that? Who? Huh? I don't What's know. I was, go- I was going to say something, and then I decided, oh, I'm going to get bleeped again. So I kind of went from to you know, no, we're just, of, we're not bleeping. We're just going to replace any bleeps with sunshine. Uh, so every time you hear that song tonight, it means someone has cursed. Oh, that's um, okay. I deliberately, right, uh, I deliberately let them rip. So just to, uh... <laughs> some uh, some general Cork City news, which you may not. Some small things that might have happened. Um, or big things. Cork City women's lose 3-1 uh, home to Wexford. They're now seventh in the table without a win all season. The Mr. Welly reached the final of the ELOI on Monday night. He finished second. We did invite him on today, but unfortunately he couldn't make it. And also the Corky Camps are back. Corky Camps are back. They are going to be taking place uh, in July. So they start in July and there's a couple of weeks so. It's a good fundraiser for the club, and it's nice for it's good for kids to be able to get out and play some football and be coached by some of uh, some of the city coaches. So, any any thoughts on any of the information there, guys? Yeah, so I signed my little one up to Corky Camp for August, I think. Okay, um, see how it goes. We you, you don't pay yet. I think it's they want to make sure it's going ahead first. But um, right, right. You no, know, it's fifty five quid for get him out of the house for three days. It's good value, I think. Do, do they get a free jersey or anything like that? Um. Not sure. Because not, I know the no. camps before, the FEI camps and stuff, they used to get like free jerseys and now we used to be, the, 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 the camps used to be terrible. It used to be, I remember bringing my son and it was, what did you do for today? Um, I took penalties for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> they used to get free penalties. That's gospel truth. I was a ball boy at the 92 Cup Final, the Dave Tilson Cup Final and I got an FAI tracksuit before the match that we went into a little gardener's hut or something in Lansdowne Road and changed into and when the game was over we had to give the miserable 
turns back the tracksuit again. <laughs> that's, that's and there for the next FAI camp. That game oh. broke my heart, actually. Oh, yeah, Tilson Cup final was a heart. That was Bowes. Yeah. I sat in the bench yeah. and started lashing rain. Con- Conroy Conroy tapped in Wasn't the prospects and said, sit in here out of the rain. I was standing between the two thuggets. I mean, didn't I start to get their own balls after that? I didn't care. <laughs> um, I was going to say, Mr. Well, he was unlucky to lose in the, uh, the final. Um, so he got paid by Shamrock Rovers, was it? Yeah, yeah. I actually watched, I can't believe I watched it, but I did. I watched the semi-final. He needed two goals. He was a goal down after but, 88 minutes. I didn't know how this stuff works. Like, and he scored he, in 88. He didn't play then, with Cork City. He didn't play with the Cork City players. Because like, I watched, I you no, sent the link in, I clicked it for about a minute. And then he was like, like, I saw Rud Hollis was in the middle. Yeah, they were using the ultimate team, whatever that means. I have no idea now, but all the players were all using <laughs> Too Pele, easy. Pele and Hullet and all these guys. Like, It should be even. It should be everyone on the same team, same quality. Mm. That's just... That's, Pointless. That's what they all, but they all did have, I think, is from what I could see anyway. They were all based. No, the first game he had, he had, he had. Um, they were the city players, and they're all rated eighty or they're all rated ninety, I think. But for some reason, they're playing on to just like real life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But look, it was, it was. As I said, I can't believe I sat down and watched it for half an hour. But I actually kind of jumped out of the chair here when he got the winner in the semi final. <laughs> extra time, two minutes into injury time at the end of the first half, and Ronaldinho Carls went into the top corner, and I just went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh Jesus! What am I doing? Like, you know. <laughs> um, right, okay. Is um the most important question of the pod is Liam Bosson the Dutch league? They lost one nil. They lost again. Was he playing? Yeah. No, he's on the bench. Okay. Oh, well, so wasn't that's, playing. Oh, he's back. He's dropped again. Dropped again. I'd say. God, His mother's going to be in touch shortly. <laughs> So a bit of merchandise off the field kind of stuff. The new jersey became available on Friday after us complaining about it last week. It did become available on Friday for the season ticket holders. So what was supposed to happen was they were supposed to get a week's grace before the general public could buy it. Um, it was on sale then on Monday um, for the general public. Price is €70. Euros. Some people are saying it's a bit expensive, but I think that's probably the going rate for a jersey nowadays. It is, but it's it's like, if, if it's a unique jersey, yes... But aren't we just using off the shelf? Off the catalogue. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a little bit cheeky. Okay. Do you not think so? I don't know. We we could ask the coup. Well, you can't ask him anyway. <laughs> no, I'm blocked by him on Twitter for some reason. As you can see, lads, I'm modeling the new quarter zip grey top. I do have uh, I bought the polos as well. I'm mean, look, okay, I'm I'm the sucker for it. Um, but I, I just like to spend money into the club. Well, my fi- my fear people... is if the club ever stop producing merchandise, you're just going to be walking around Grange balls naked because you'll have nothing to put on you, you know? <laughs> I'll tell you what's after happening, right? Is obviously everyone put on a small bit of weight for COVID and I probably put on, I, I'm calling it the COVID tree stone, which means none of my jeans fit me. So I am stuck in tracksuits at the moment. So someone on the CCFC forums today said, that the, the sizes were too big and they had to send it back for a smaller one. No, I don't know what Kevin Cronum is doing. But there's no way that's right. Because they're the same size. So Kevin has obviously shrank during COVID. Quality is really, really good. The crest on this one, uh, the grey quarter zip, is one of the sticker ones. However, I've been told that it's not the same as the white mono sticker crest that was used a couple of years ago. It's a different one. It's, it's a different one. So we'll see. Also, the amputee side are recruiting for the season ahead. We were asked to give you a shout on that one. Um, there was a post up on the Facebook pages. They're looking for some players for the amputee side. So CCFC amputee side. Um, and just no sign of an assistant manager. Anything, anyone, any, any news, any, any tips, any, any insider information? No. Colin, he was asked about it at the press conference again today. And he said, no, nothing to report. He was still um, quite happy to keep going the way he's going for the moment. So... Look, things things have turned. Things the the upturn has coincided with Copper leaving. Like so, I mean, um, <laughs> that's, that's a joke. It's not that we play. That's a joke, it's, it's, people. Oh, that is a joke. Oh, was funny. Um, any other thoughts on the information? There, anyone else have anything to add or say about them? Nah, let's get on to the good stuff. Declan, our man in the field. Wow. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. Oh, I tell you this. Brian Fantana. Sorry, no, before we go any further, I just want to say 
because of that Brian Fontana stuff, I've had a long week, an interesting week, a funny <laughs> week at times. But Jesus Christ, lads, I mean, the amount of stuff I get into WhatsApp now and everybody, people who don't even listen to this, know economy, Brian Fantana. And what's this I hear about Brian Fantana? Bloody blah, bloody blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, it's, it's a well, good job. I must it's, say, it's a good I'm, job I'm good I'm, natured and I enjoy cracking banter because I'd be after. You're loving it. Just if I didn't. And I, I, I will have to tell everyone, so myself and Wayne, we're in a WhatsApp group, obviously, the Three Amigos podcast WhatsApp group. And at the same time the other night, we both changed the we both changed Decky's <laughs> name to Brian Fontana and used the same picture for his contact and literally put them into the group at the same time. So so in our group now, Brian Fontana is the guy to <laughs> Brian Fontana's typing. <laughs> anyway, Brian, I mean Declan. Tell me about the press conference this week. Tell you about the press conference. Um look, same stuff, run of the mill. Everybody's delighted we won. Great game. Training is good. We'll figure out the team after training on Thursday. BT, George Heaven and Galvin are all still out. Colin did say that Stephen Beatty trained yesterday, but they're being very careful with him because he came back too soon the last time. So he won't be considered for selection on Friday night. But I got the impression he would be considered maybe for the Galway game the following Friday. Garrod is available again for, for selection on Friday night. And I just asked Colin if, because it was such a good performance and everybody was so positive, was there actually any areas that he wasn't happy with Friday night and he felt that they could still improve upon? And here's what he had to say on it, you know? Very good, very good. Listen, I don't mean to come at this from a negative um, standpoint, <laughs> but I was just wondering, following on from a very, very good performance on Friday night, um, five goals, clean sheet, was there any aspects of the performance that you actually weren't happy with, that you thought there were certain areas that could still be improved? Um, no, I, 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 I thought I thought we were good all over the pitch. I thought you know we could have kept possession a small bit better. I thought that. Listen, we got five good goals. Um, I just thought our thought our work rate off the ball was very very good. Um, I just thought sometimes there that when we get it in get possession in good areas that we can give it away too easily. Um, something that we have to um to to bring it back onto the training ground and and to improve on the players like. But overall, I thought it was a good performance and probably one that we needed. And again, just something over the last couple of weeks, Colin, you've named two sub-goalkeepers um, on the bench. Can I just ask, what's the thought process behind that as opposed to maybe giving an under-19 the matchy experience um, of, of getting it as part on the bench? No, the only thing about it is that, listen, the under-19s are only back in so in the last week or two. As I said, we got a good few injuries at the moment in, in right. the, inside the club and, and the only reason was is that, listen, we have spaces on the bench that we put them on the bench, is that... With the under 19s, I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, put the younger lads on the bench, like, but it's um, they're only back in a week or two training, so I need to be fair on them as well. <laughs> are, so we the, use, are we using just in case t- you're wondering why we're laughing when we, when we come back? So, when we record this, obviously, there's a bit edited out there where here's what he said, and I, I insert something in there. I'm not going to let you know what we play inside there, but it has us all in fits anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, the two goalkeepers. So, uh, tell us more about that, Dickie. Well, we just asked them, because it was discussed and people had asked about using two substitutes, two substitute keepers over the last few weeks, instead of putting maybe an under-19 guy or a young guy in the bench. You heard Colin's explanation there, whereby he said that the under-19s were only just back in and he didn't feel it was fair on them to use it. And then the... Club followed up with us again via email yeah. to clarify around that topic. So to be fair to them, it's a look. Colin asked to drop it an email and they were just saying that at the moment, according to FAI guidelines, applicable during level five, so it'll probably be amended shortly. Players that are aged under 18 are not allowed to train or play with the first team unless they've been signed to a professional contract. So Colin yeah. says, look, Frustratingly, there are one or two players that would be good enough to bring in and sit on the bench and have around the squad, but the current rules are preventing him from doing that. So therefore, that's why they're left out. We're hammered with injuries at the moment. He needs to fill the bench, so he's using the two goalkeepers to do so. Which, when you look at it that way, it makes perfect sense. Wayne, any thoughts on the um, on the Colin Presser? It's, I, I, I'm starting the... to adore Colin Healy, like... Serious man. Do you think he? Friend. Do you think when Declan's about to ask a question, like we the, heard a little he's laugh, laugh there, he's, he's like, like oh, on you box, "Oh God, yeah. here he is." <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's, I, I think he's like he, he could lose every game for the rest of the season. I still love him. Do you know? 
I can, like, I just love him. Simple as. Why? Why do you love him? Nice. Okay. Why? I, I tell you now, it goes back to his first game for Celtic, right? I think it was 99. They're playing Rangers. I remember that pub across from the bus station. Flaherty's, is it? Yeah. And we're all in there. And um, I actually found his day and watched it again. But I remember there were three down and Healy came on and he crunched Jorg Alberts. Absolutely crunched him, got the other card for it. And Healy turns up and goes, what's there, Dubai? It's just, since then, he's just been a class player. He gets stuck in, great player, will be a great manager for us. And I just think we need him for two so you're more you're a total fanboy, so. Since this week now, I'm thinking more. Even today at the press conference, is his little laugh there. You know, he's just a decent, good guy. And I think right. that proper man love for me, anyway. I'll never, exactly. never be slagging him, put it that way. Yeah. I was actually going to hold it to later on, because we were talking about the game, but now that Scotty's brought up Healy, one of the things I was going to say, and we haven't discussed, is that I think this week and the previous week against Bray, he deserves an awful lot of credit for changing the system. He's a new manager. He's a young manager. George Heaven told us in this interview with Rory that we keep referencing preseason that we were going to be a, a team who dominated the ball, press high. This was Colin's philosophy, and this is what we were going to do. He won the first game against Cove, and then he lost four on the bounce. And he decided, okay, you know, this might be my philosophy. This is how I want to play the game, but it's not working here and I need to change it. And he changed the system. He changed the method of play. And look, he's got two good results on the back of that. You know, hopefully that continues. But my point is a lot of young managers wouldn't have had the confidence or the courage to move away from what they believe and do something completely different. Fend didn't do it. I think, yeah, that was my thing. Mm. Fenden never moved from his philosophy because that was how he wanted to play the game and he was never prepared to move away from that. It took Colin four games, four losing games yeah. to say, hang on, I need to change something, Harry. And he went and done it. He obviously listened to you. No, it's uh, like, forget the, yeah, I know you're, like, and I understand what you're saying and I think, you know, you're, it's funny and whatnot, but I mean, it just shows courage and it shows an understanding, I think, and, and, and Scotty says, on the back of that change and on the back of that, I would really be saying to myself, yeah, this guy this guy is here and he's going to, he's going to get this right. And it might take him another season, it might take him two seasons, but I, I would be confident now that he's going to get this right because young managers, and, and like we've seen... We've seen managers in every league in the world for for long periods of time refuse to change their philosophy to suit the the players they have available to them. You know, it took Alan four games, four losing games. So Caulfield, Caulfield wouldn't change it either. Caulfield wouldn't change it either. Yeah. Fenn didn't change it. Carter yeah. is the same as Caulfield, and Healy, like he's a decent man. I think he has the respect of the players. All the players anyway seem to be kind of saying backing him. You know, there's no you don't hear anything in the background saying shit this shit training. You know, it's decent stuff. So I, t- I would actually give him three years now. I said two years last year. I'm giving him three years. Just give him Mr. time. Mr. Healy, if you're listening and you w- if you want to hear two men ejaculate on a podcast, <laughs> I would suggest you win on Friday night. Um. <laughs> Jesus. One win in there. No, it's well, not no, like, one win. Not I know. Win. I, it's I know. I know. I know. And the... It's having the balls to suck yeah, it up and exactly. go, do you know what? This isn't working. Yeah. Listening to us in the podcast is saying, Cotton, you need to go 4 4 2. Next week, I'm in 4 4 2. And any of Nostradamus here as well saying about Jimmy. We, we'll talk about Nostradamus if you. There was another person in the press conference today. We, we've got off a small bit. Uh, who else was there, Declan? Jack Baxter was there. Lovely guy. What did you ask him? I just asked him actually. Graham Cummins had had asked him about the difference between playing in a four four two and a four five one. So I just asked him, as an initial point, had he a preference for either of those two um, formations? Had he a favourite? And of course, as you'll hear, he said no. He's just happy to play, do whatever the manager wants him to do, etc. But this this is the full the full minute and a half that we had with Jack today. Roll it there, one. Um. No, I, I prefer them both. I'm just happy to be playing. And if I get told to play in a two or three, I'll go out and play and hopefully do a job. Okay, fair enough. And can I just ask one last one then? In general, the, the squad's reaction to the fact that it was three academy graduates and three young players who were just starting out in their careers who got the goals last Friday night. Um, yeah. What's just the general feeling around the place on the back of that, you know? Yeah, everyone's very happy for the lads scoring goals, you know, and I think, to be honest, anyone could have scored the goals and would have been happy at that stage. So we're just happy for the lads scoring. Hopefully it's confidence boost for them. And uh, everyone's just happy to be scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. And your first assist of the season, is that something you're looking to 
to bear down and, and provide more assists and maybe get your name on the, on the score sheet a couple of times yourself? Yeah, definitely. I want to be involved in as many goals as possible, help the team as much as I can with goals, assists, good performances, everything uh, I can do to help this team win. So, what did you make of that, Wayne? Very um, English football trained. Didn't want to be caught him Gary Neville on WhatsApp earlier, didn't you? <laughs> I can't remember which one of you. I think it was De- was Decky. No, no, it was me. Was he? Yeah. It's just the accent, and uh, yeah. Did look, you ask him about the tweet, Decky? No. no, no. We didn't ask him about the Sue. It's not fair. I mean, is it fair? It's no, fair. it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Leave them young fella alone. Look, he did. He did. He, look, he did a decent game, he, and. And uh, yeah, there you go. Um, any more additions onto the um, your or man in the field, Brian Fontana? No, as I said, that was it was it was the same as it is every week. You know, it was it is what it is. Yeah, it, that was a, that was a, a, a. I reckon that's a pure thought press conference answer. I think anyway. Um, Wexford, hold on to yourselves, boys. We won a game five nil. The academy players all scoring, all academy players scoring. Crowley, Murphy, and Benny, which is what the team call him. So Ben Owen, O'Brien, Whitmarsh, Scotty is happy. Decky is Nostradamus. Did we play well, or was it just that they were the worst team in the Northern Hemisphere? And um, first, we go to go to Wayne. How were you feeling directly after the match, and how are you feeling now? That was amazing, wasn't it? It was pure joy, happiness. Yeah, well, myself and Decky were WhatsApp, and it was a joy to watch. There were certain people like who won't who won't name, but they're like, "Oh, it's only Wexford. It's you can only play what's in front of you." And mm. still, we were all worried we mightn't beat them, and we hammered them. Just so, in your eyes, did we absolutely destroy them? Were they just really, really bad, or were we good? We took our chances, which we weren't doing before. We made chances, which proves we can take them. It was the same team again, which. Again, after the podcast, we mentioned it, and he played the same team again for the first time this season. Right? I think everyone played well, generally. So yeah, the same team again next week and go for it. You can't change. You can't bring anyone in and change it. Like I, even if Morris was fit, I wouldn't be putting him in. I'd leave it the way it is. Go again, same formation, get the job done. On a scale of Massimo Taibi to ten, how bad was their keeper? He wasn't. That, it was his first game. Give him a break. You know. They tweeted saying, "We've picked up a class keeper here." What are they going to say? Yeah, we've got a shit keeper here. We couldn't get a club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on. It was his first game. Um, yeah, no, I thought, so we play, I thought we played well. I thought we played the ball well. We got the crosses in the box. And we pushed forward at goal kicks. The first 10 minutes now, all right, we were, there were still five or six players in our own half. But we learned from it. And we were pushing forward. And we played 4-4-2 the right way. The um, right way. I think Declan now we're going more depth because he watches it about five or six times, I think. So <laughs> we'll hear more from him. No, so I won't. Here we go. I'm not going to go in more depth. I'm going to go on mute here for a while. We won 5 0, as you said. It was great to actually sit because I'll be honest, I was actually sick on Friday, as you guys know. Half an hour into the game, you actually forget that you're sick. You know, you're watching it, you're 3 0 up, everything is working, everything is going your way. You have a midfield access of Byrne and Baxter who seem to have this understanding already and one is sitting when one goes the other goes the other is sitting but they're not talking to each other about it it just seems to happen naturally Jack Walsh got a lovely flick on for Dara Crowley's goal that's the first time we've really capitalized on a on a, on a Walsh flick on so you say okay that's you know somebody now was picking up on Walsh's flick ons okay the keeper made a couple of mistakes we were gifted a couple I think three of our goals came from set pieces Neil Horgan was on about this in the commentary as well. For us to do well this season, we may just have to become a side who doesn't concede goals and who scores from set pieces and wins 1-0 or wins 2-1. And so be it. If that's what we have to become, then that's fair enough. That's fine. You know, we Again, we played the whole game in front of the Wexford back four. We didn't really run behind them when we don't make opportunities to run behind the Wexford back four. I think you can be sure the rest of the season we're going to be playing in front of every back four that we come up against. So therefore, set pieces are going to be vital. I thought Baxter's delivery from set pieces in general was better than anything we've seen already this season. So I think it was good that that switch was made as well. He got you know he got his first assist as I mentioned to him in the press conference as well. So. All little bits and pieces that you can gain confidence with. But at the same time, as you've said, Damien, it was against the worst side in, in the Northern Hemisphere. And you have to you have to take that on board as well and, and, and work that into, into how you see things. How pleased were you? So last week you said, bring on Jamie Wynn when we're 4-0 <laughs> up. 
And I just did the old double fist pump in the air, hands in the air, running around the bedroom like I was 10 or 11, you know. Did we see more hunger and drive that we were that we wanted? Did, what players were picking it up and driving Absolutely. it? And, and who was it? Who was... Who was the instigator of it all, do you think? The two lads in midfield, Byrne and Baxter, they were immense. Like, I can't, I was just thinking, I can't see Morrissey getting back in. I know it's only one or two games, but they've been growing as a partnership, really, two games. So where does he fit? You can't change the formation. You can't drop Byrne. You can't drop Baxter. They complement each other very well. So um, I'm not sure what you do. Does McLeay, McLeay get back in? Does he stay in? Does Who goes up front? It's just... But it's nice for him to have that headache now, isn't it? It is. It's great to see um, substitute scoring as well. It keeps the lads up front on their toes. Because who's number one now? You know what I mean? Like, is Jack Walsh still number one? Is he? I don't know. So hmm. it's it's gonna be a, it's a hard one. This weekend, but I would definitely start the same team because you need to kind of reward wins. And this is an injury. You can't change someone. Decky smiling yeah. there now like a no, little I'm just, Cheshire I'm, cat. He's going to say something. No, no, no. I'm just Look at Jay. You're there. Grin your face. We, we just spoke about Colin, uh, or sorry, Mr. Healy, and the decisions he's made around formation and moving away from his own philosophy, etc. Now he has, you've just alluded to it, Scott, he, is, he has huge decisions to make now because I'd agree with you completely. For me, George Heaven doesn't get back in, Stephen Beatty doesn't get back in, and Garrod doesn't get back in until somebody gets injured. But they're the decisions that, that Colin now has to make, you know, and I mean... Do we become very predictable when people know, yeah, oh, he's going to play that team? But it doesn't we don't, you see. But it doesn't matter. Sorry. because So what? There's nothing wrong with being predictable. Everybody everybody knows how Liverpool were going to play last year or play the I year I knew before. you were going to say that. You, you've just, if, like, you know, if you have a system and a setup that's working, then then run with it, you know? I mean, like, seriously, can you bring George Heaven into the back and drop Hacken in or Coleman? It would be massively no. unfair, as Wayne no. says. I don't think I don't think you can bring back in Garrod and, and leave out Youngburn or Baxter. They were very, 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 very good against against Wexford. And they were very good against Bray as well, you know. And they're building, and as I said, they seem to have an understanding. I just I don't see how you break it up, but these are the decisions Colin has to make. The thing about it is if he makes them, he has to be right. If he decides to break up Baxter and Bourne, he has to be right. Because if he's wrong He's going to get slaughtered. But if he's right, then everybody goes, well, okay, look, I mean, nobody thought he would break them up, and he did. And we went and we won 2 0 at UCD or whatever it may be. And Garrod had a fantastic game. And all of a sudden, you're going again. Well, you know, this guy, like, let's not cut ourselves here. Colin Healy has forgotten more about football than any of the three of us ever even knew. Hmm. He does <laughs> listen to us, though, to be There's fair. Just, <laughs> he doesn't. We don't. We, <laughs> I, we, we, <laughs> no, he would have called me Brian Fandan in the press conference today. If he, was <laughs> <laughs> he will someday, guaranteed. <laughs> Rory Lally on Twitter actually asked, Are any, did any of you wake up in the morning after the game and think, I just really miss complaining because I did? No, I was, I, I, like last week, I was on the brink of just packing the whole city thing and we had enough I need. I needed this win this week, last week. Yeah, we all did. I think, I think we, we did. all and needed I, this. Win. We all needed it. Like just because every Friday, be in a bad mood. Saturday, Sunday, you're just perking up, and then you're to work Monday. So it's kind of like at least now it's been kind of a long, nice week. <laughs> a long happiness. It is. Um, we deserve it. You, you spoke <laughs> a lot about Alec Byrne and Baxter. It is time. The other three amigos MVP. So the poll ran on Friday just after the game. The MVP vote was between Keen Murphy, Jack Baxter, Alec Byrne and Ben Owen O'Brien Whitmarsh. Alec Byrne just, there was 194 votes. So this is, a, I think this is the biggest vote yet we've had. Alec Byrne with 29.9%, Keen Murphy with 26.3%, and Ben Owen O'Brien with 232 and Jack Baxter and 206 Now one of you has an issue with that. Not an issue. I think one of us, we all do. <laughs> It's, a, I, I didn't it's have an, an obvious issue, fix, it? like it's obviously the family and friends voting multiple Twitter accounts. So you think you two players? One second, one second, one second. The toe tap MVP, which no one actually knows what it is, right? You, do, you might get a little lollipop stick kind of trophy at the end of the year with like written MVP on it. Do you genuinely think they care? Of course they do. You want to okay. win? If you've a vote on Twitter, you want to win. If it's five people voting or if it's a hundred, of course you do. So you think you think the yeah, Byrne do, yeah. family are out there and they're they're No, I'm I'm not saying it out of like 
it doesn't matter. I think if it was a, a vote on the Newark, they'd vote him in. Do you know what I mean? Well, I can tell you that Alicorn is now leading our Totap MVP leaderboard. He's on 12 points. Jack Walsh is on 11. Heaven and Coleman are both on 8. So that's the way it stands at the moment. At this current time, the receiver of that hugely magnificent trophy in the end of the season will be Alec Byrne. But look, we're only a quarter. But look, how, how do two players who score twice, one of them came out with a sub, right, and scored twice. Do you know what I mean? That alone is unreal. And a fellow who hasn't scored twice gets... But I, I just asked you, I said, who was the drive? Who yeah. drove it? Who instigated it? And you said Alec Byrne. Yeah, I, did, I said that, but there's a difference between driving and actually finishing it off. A fella, okay, one guy scores twice, another fella comes on and scores twice. Like, surely they're the game deciders. Not the fella, the fella he drives you on, yes, but you have to score to put the ball back in the net. Okay. Scotty, so I, I just um, think it's a bit... Can we, ask, can we ask you, Scotty, who did you vote for from your 17 Twitter accounts? <laughs> Alec Byrne, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I have one, and I voted for Jack Baxter. I thought Baxter was very, very good, but I can see how Byrne won it. I mean, Byrne and Baxter were just exceptional. I thought they, they were. They were exceptional. The but thing, they drove the whole thing but forward. Two lads scored twice. Surely one of them gets it. That's the point. Well, I'll tell you something. Because I didn't see the game. I did actually vote for Kean Murphy, okay? Because I didn't see it. He scored two goals, you know, that's grand, you know, that's, that's, so there you go. He got my vote. Um, I'm just going to go quickly, the one word answer from the toe taps. So you might read the last couple of weeks have all been doom and gloom. I'm just going to call out these words. I want you to pick one word and just say, you love that word. That's the one for you, okay? So here we go. Uh, Shawnee, erection, uh, four points from six. Encouraging, required, hallelujah, relief, jizzful, Tracy, uh, jubilant, clunge, jizzworthy. <laughs> Hawaii, anyway. complete, <laughs> relief, um, clicking, Baxter, result, cannon fodder, cornerstone, confused, finally, healers, clicked, academy, deceiving, <laughs> amazing, bounce of backability, uh, can we play them every week, Wexford, Dr. Patrick, in one word, Baxter, in two words, bag. we didn't ask you for two words, so we're not going to call out. Uh, relief <laughs> and um, orgasmic, sexy football. And then there's one of Joe Shim Lowe with his hand down his pants sniffing. <laughs> uh, it's a gift. But, uh, <laughs> so tell me which words, Decky? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, that's just okay. how we felt over the weekend. Like, you know, hallelujah. It was like a weight lifted. Like, Wayne? I like Hawaii. Hawaii? Yeah, I just, I don't know, I like it. Kind of sun, sea, sangria, you know? Well, not sangria, but... Okay, um, I think I think relief is probably one for me. I think relief is probably the word. People uh, seem the to be word, struggling because... with the whole concept of one word, don't they? I mean... Yeah, we're going to have to actually ban people. No, actually, we'll block people. Maybe that's the reason I got blocked. Maybe I used more than two words in a sentence or something. <laughs> um... But I think we need to start blocking people. Uh, coming up in part two, UCD, we'll discuss also possibly why the club financially imploded. Uh, oh, um, but first, here's, here's a word from our sponsors. Were you once a city boy, now living in the country? No idea how to milk a cow or lamb a sheep. Well look, Park City Supporters Club is just for you. Rural living isn't all about the GAA and the ploughing championship. Put a bit of the city back into the county. With the... Aha! Well look, Park City Supporters Club. Meeting every second Wednesday in the community centre once the GAA or ICA don't have it booked first. How now brown cow? How now brown cow? Anyway, uh, you... <laughs> If you don't watch Anchorman, Decky, you need to go and watch that film, okay? I think I um, do, yeah, because, I mean, there was somebody there was somebody messaged me the other day about the Octagon and Dr. Paul, somebody or other, Paul mm, Noise Water, was it? Testes, yeah. Yeah, and somebody yeah. Else said, then they told me that uh, that's that's what your man causes. Um, yeah, fruit, and veg, fruit and veg or whatever you want to call it, you know? Thank you very much to the Aha! Bullock, <laughs> Cork City Supporters Club, um, an amazing advert well produced, Brian Fantana. Paul TC, have you joined? Are you in Wayne's house? You put on a baseball hat. Yeah, of course, my, my DC podcast kind of advert. 
UCD this Friday night and um, the last time we played them um, away from home so we're away from home the last time we played them um, in the Belfield Bowl uh, was the 20th of May 2019 Key and Bargery coming on as a sub that day for Darrow O'Connor and popping up with a goal uh, other notable players on the field that they were Gary Boylan James Tilly Gary Comerford and we also had Sean McLaughlin uh, Conor, Conor McCarthy uh, Conor McCormick was there Gary Buckley Carl Shepherd came off Dara Waynes Rainsford was on the bench that day. Ronan Hurley on the bench. Tyg Ryan was on the bench in Colum Horgan. And so that's the last time we won. Now, UCD, bit of a different ball game since then. They're unbeaten in the league all season. They're top of the table. They were 2-0 down last Friday night against Treaty and they came back and won a 3-2. They have the leading goal scorer in the league. Colum Whelan has eight goals. Liam Kerrigan is there as well. He's like the third highest goal scorer with three goals. They have... Um, they, they, they're the top scorers in the division with 21. How are we feeling ahead of UCD? I think this is the toughest game we of the him. season. We'll take them, we says will. Wayne. We'll take them. It's the toughest game of the season, but you know what? We're going into it with, we're going into it with confidence. We're going into it with a belief, you know? It's going to be very difficult. We, have, we haven't won away from home, I think, Damien. You said it was August 2019, was it? it was the last August 2019, yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's a long time. No, what a better place to go and, and, and knock it on its head than at the league leaders. But it's going to... Didn't it's take you long to get all... Um, things going to be didn't take you long me. to drag us down, did it? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like... <laughs> Hang on, I'll try and pick you up again. Sunshine, lollipops and rainbows, everything that's... Okay. And uh, no, Davey, you you're perked up again. And dancing around. But um, so uh, Wayne, do you think do you think we should change our style? Do you think we should go just go for it, or maybe be a bit more cautious and like these guys can score goals? I know they did score six against. Oh no, we scored five, but they're they're rocking. They've twenty one goals in seven games, so they're scoring on average three per game. The guy Colum Colum uh, sorry Colum Whelan has two hat tricks. You got 15 last season, I think, for UCD. Mm-hmm. I was looking to sign from Waterford. I, like, I, I don't see, it won't change. We just, we're Cork City, we go for it. Same as we do in all, we, all season. It worked last week, it can work again. 4 4 2, same team, same tactics, go for it. Are you afraid we'll be smashed? No, we definitely won't be smashed. We haven't been smashed all season. You know, except the Shells game was different because um, Walter was sent off, but no. Yeah. Confidence now. Keep the young lads in there and just. Go for it. Declan, would you make any changes to the team? No. None. No, I don't see how you can, to be honest with you. You know, you've you changed to a four four two, you change the personnel, you got a what many would consider a good point away at Bray, especially considering they went and won at Galway last weekend. Then you get a good point in Bray, and then you put five past Wexford. We know Wexford are poor, but still, you scored five, you kept a clean sheet. I don't see how you can change it up, to be honest with you. You know, I think it would be extremely harsh on guys if you were to if you were to leave them out now, you know. I mean, how do you leave a Jack Baxter out at this stage? Played his two best games and you could see him growing into the game on on Friday night. You could see Alec Byrne growing into the game and hacking and all of a sudden look quite comfortable next to Coleman. I know and I keep saying that I know they were playing a poor side, but I think they've earned the right to go and, and, and start that UCD game and see what happens. It may not go our way. I'm not saying that we win the game or it may not go our way, but I think those guys have earned the right to um to go and start the game anyway, you, you know. Do you think there's gonna be a lot more confidence in the team win on, on Friday night? Do you think they're gonna go out now and go, Well lads, we can score goals, we can keep clean sheets, we can do this. They won five nil, like so hundred percent. I take their buzzing and train this week and um don't need choices up front. May he might change up front, who knows? But no, I'd say they're buzzing, they're good to, good to go, and I'd say we go out and we'll take a point anyway. If we can beat them, we beat them, but I think we'll at least get a point. You'll be happy with a point? I'd be delighted with a point. Okay. Glorious nil all victory again. Decky, what do you, what, what you think? Do you think, what do you think, like, what do you think, like, I think Friday, like? Before the Wexford game, I was I was the one who was terrified that we would beat Wexford 1-0 and then we would get smashed by UCD the following week. Looking at the Wexford performance, knowing we have more confidence, knowing we, we would definitely have a, a better belief in what I don't have any fear of being smashed. Like you got to remember, they were also 2-0 down at home to Treaty. I know they came back and they won the game 3-2. And you can then swing that one or two ways. You can say, geez, they were 2-0 down. 
And if we can get two nil ahead, we won't give up three two. We won't give up three goals. Or you can say they were two nil down, and look, they must have been brilliant to get back in the game, and they they ended up winning a three two. So they're a fantastic side. I hope we're concentrating on the fact that they found themselves two nil down, and looking at how they found mm. themselves two nil down. One of the things Colin was asked today, actually, and he did say was League of Ireland TV is a huge help in terms of scouting other teams because they now have access to all the footage of other teams and footage of the whole games. They can see formations. They can see how they set out. He, he, was, he was very definite in that LOI TV has helped him. I hope they're watching it on a seven-inch tablet because any bigger and they won't be able to see with these 720p. <laughs> well, he was, um, asked, <laughs> he was asked whether the quality of it was an issue and he said no because no matter what the quality, he can still see the formations being played. Colours. Yeah, and he can still see <laughs> and figure out. Unless what, Cork City were playing Bray yeah, and you can't distinguish. Do you know what, right? Anyway. We're playing UCD, right? If we want to turn our season around... It started last week. We need to get a result this week. Hundred percent. If we yes. don't win, actually, if we don't sorry. get a draw or a win this week, we're back to where we were three weeks ago. This is a huge. It's actually bigger than Wexford. This is a huge game because if we get a point or win this game, we're looking at promotion. Then we're wanting promotion. We're saying we can do oh, it. On. No, if we be, if yes. we draw, did we, we, did, did we beat, not say two weeks yeah, ago we didn't want to get promoted this year? Just, no, but what I'm saying is, if, if if we beat them, then we've got seven points in three games. It's game on again. It really is. It's a huge game. I'd, I'd prefer Give to me look your at pre- it over the course of the oh. next two games, which is UCD away and Galway at home. If we picked up four points over the, over those two games, um, I think that would be a decent return. If we picked up six, it would be an unbelievable return, and three would probably be okay. I'd be more looking at beating Galway at home and try to pick up a point against UCD. But as Wayne says, it's a huge game, and if we if we can go out there and win it, then. Things have turned around. But like you talk about you talk about Wayne, you said there that um the, the Wexford game might be the game that changes the season. If you just step back to that last second in Bray, in six huge. months' time, do we do we turn around and say, Jesus, Ronan Hardy's clearance off the line and Bray completely changed our season? Absolutely. Well, there you go. That's 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 what you need. That's that's what you need, you just need to look sometimes. Ref watch and uh, before we go to our predictions, the ref you've got uh, it's one of you, you is it yourself, Declan? You've got some information on the ref Friday night. Yeah, I've I've kind of become a little bit obsessed with um freak with referees and how the League of <laughs> Ireland appoint. And I never up until this season, I never had an interest, but now all of a sudden, um, because of the podcast basically and the fact that I mentioned referees in the very first episode. I said, do you say better keep an eye on them if, if, if I highlighted... Who needs primetime investigates? Yeah. We've got toe-tap so, investigates we, with, this, with Brian week, Fontana. This week, anyway, we have a guy by the name of Oliver Moran. And if there's anybody from the club listening, this guy loves his cards. He absolutely loves a card. He's done three games this season. In those three games... He's given out 75, 60, and 85 booking points. Now, for anybody who doesn't understand that, what that means, you get 10 points for every yellow card and 25 points for every red card. In that first game, he gave out five yellows and a red. In the second game, which was a UCD versus Cavantini game, he gave out six yellows. And in the third game, where he gave out 85 points, he gave out six yellows and a red. And if you go back and look at him last season, he did nine games in the first division last season. And the minimum number of points in any one of those games was 40, which was four yellow cards. was the minimum he gave in any one of those nine games last year. So this guy loves his cards. So we cannot give him an opportunity to start to start whacking us with cards. You know, we need to we need to be aware of his trait and. Like he's he's given two red cards in three games this year. Let's just let's, you, you let's can't you can't base let's, your, let's, your your tactics on a referee. You can't say we got to hold back because of him. We want to bite. We we want to get stuck in. You can't just hold back. Be, I understand. Be cute. That's what you want to say. But you can't cha- alter your tactics based on a referee. No, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying yeah. And like that's the thing. You see the best disciplinary record, and we have the second best disciplinary record. But when you have a referee who loves cards, just just don't give him an excuse. Don't kick the ball away. Don't back chat him. Those kind of mm. things. Look, if you're going to make a crunch and tackle, you're going to make a crunch and tackle and you're going to pick up a card. That's not where these guys illustrate their, their love of cards. They, they illustrate it in, in those little spots where we all go, that's never a card and he has the card out. I'd just be saying, look, the players understand this way better than I do or, you, or any of we do or, and the coaches do, you know, just... 
let's just be cute. Just just don't give him the opportunity to start booking us and and maybe send one of us off. Those numbers are well, big. There you go. those numbers are massive in terms of booking points and average booking points. The average referee would be down around middle 30s. A, a card-loving referee in England would be kind of averaging about 42 points a game. This guy's averaging 73 points a game this year, you know? Um, so. Do you think he loves the card so much? He's like that referee, you know, that kind of camp referee who runs around <laughs> the place backwards just with the card. Do you think? Do you think? Are we expecting to see that on Friday? Because I'd love that. <laughs> I'm not quite sure that's how he delivers his cards, but uh... oh, it'd be brilliant though, wouldn't it? I'd love it. Um, anyway, the um, okay predictions. Wayne four 0 two who Cork City. Right, that's, that's confidence. Yeah, that was um, close last week. So uh, what did you say last week? Four 0 Cornell, uh, that, fifth, that fifth goal. God, everyone scored a fifth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Cursing Ben Oh, uh, your prediction. Because what you got to remember, yeah, sorry, one all, I would say. But what I was going to say was if we had won 4 0 and Jamie Wynn had come on and, and when we were 4 0 oh. I mean, we had two and we would have just been utter stratosphere all the, together. The, yeah, the well. place would have been exploded. I'm going for a 1 0 Cork City win. Okay, 1 0 Cork City win, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was close last week, I said 2 1. Question came in. Okay, so <laughs> when yes. we started the podcast, when we started the podcast, we never went to the, we never want. We don't want to turn this into a bashing podcast. We don't want to go out and criticize the board or the club or any of this. We, we, we'll put them when there's something wrong and we'll, we'll give craziness, right? There's one rule that we have. We, will, we can't and we won't discuss anything to do with Forrest that's not in the public knowledge. And that's one thing that we've never said, but we won't. That it's just, look. You get kicked we're, out we're, if we do, like, so. Yeah, we're all members of Forrest, but we, we can't. We actually, we can't discuss anything, even though... There's loads of stuff going on. We just won't discuss anything that's in the public. And uh, there was someone messaged me actually last week privately and said, you know, you shouldn't have said about the AGM. And um, it was actually on Twitter. And they mentioned that it was on Twitter. I said the AGM was on Twitter. So, you know, like we'll never discuss anything. And there was a question came in and it asked us, isn't it time you started asking serious questions on how and why the club is in its present situation? Since our financial implosion, members have been asking questions but receiving no answers. No, there's not much. There's not much we can say that ha- that hasn't been out in the public already. I think, um, and we can't discuss anything to do with Forrest that's not in public. Declan, you're, you, do you want to come in on this? I just like I I understand the point, and I I if I wasn't involved in this podcast, I'd probably be making the same point. But the person asking the question has said members have been asking questions and can't get an answer. We're members. I'm somebody who's constantly asking questions and um, I've had a running battle with the board of management for maybe the last four months about certain aspects of things and one particular situation. And I reckon that that battle is going to go right onto the AGM and probably right through the AGM. So lads, if you're listening, just know what I'm bringing that stuff to the AGM as well anyway, you know. But the point I was going to make is he says members can't get answers. If members can't get answers via the channels that already exist, there is absolutely less than zero chance that we get answers on this podcast. It's just it's just not going to happen. I'm not sure it's answers you're going to look for. I'm just trying to figure out how to phrase this. Um, I remember during Caulfield, 2016, 17, there was a few people, myself included, actually asking questions of this is happening. I'm, not about force, but the club. That there were certain goings on that we weren't sure about, and we were basically shot down by people saying, "Stop being a doom merchant," or "Stop," you know. Yeah. All I would say, doom to people, all I would say, was actually people, what they called you in. They, they did, yeah. But you know, what I would say to people is, don't let it happen again. If you have a question, yes. ask it. Not, not that we're going to say anything to do with Forrest. The only way we could do it is if we all left Forrest, then we could just go for later. I don't really want to do that because I want my vote to be there if I need it. As soon as Grovemore takes over, I'm up the gap. If it happens, but I would encourage everyone who's a member to don't have your eyes closed this time. Keep your eyes open. If you question, ask it, and keep asking, and mm. keep asking, and keep asking until you get an answer. Because it's it's going to happen again. It it could no, it could happen again if we're not careful. Yeah, I'm going to jump in on that. And anyone that's a member for us will know that I'm a very vocal person at AG at the AGMs. You know, I and ask questions and. Um, just want to make sure I'm not going anything. Um, there's a there might have been a question I asked a couple of years ago. 
it probably wasn't a great answer, but we accepted it and, you know, we kind of ended up where we were. And I'd encourage people to make sure at an AGM, the AGM is coming up. And I can tell you, we're going to have an AGM special in two weeks' time as well. Uh, so on, on Totap. Uh, so just to let you know that, lads, by the way. Uh, we'll be doing as so much as we can on it. Anyway. An AGM special. We're all leaving um, so next so, week, are we? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, and I would, I would encourage people, yeah, to, look, you can't get answers on whatever challenge you have. The AGM is there. And this is where you're going to have your voice. And that's all I can say. I, we, yeah. we can't discuss I'm not, I'm not that. sure it's just the AGM because you can ask a question on the AGM and you get the one word answer and then it's jumped on to but the people next question. Cannot, but my thing on that way is that we did that. We did that years ago. We accepted it. And this is where we ended up. Well, the point is you things. ask a question, right? And they'll, they'll answer you and say, oh no, next person, please. What you need to do is bombard the club with emails. You have to. Forums, yeah. No, no, don't just, even the emails. Get the answer on the night. Go, no, you have sure to just get easy. I think it is. And, I, and, and I'll tell you something. If you don't get the answer you want, or you, if you don't get the answer that, that you, you, you're looking for, you need to say, guys, I'm sorry. We were in the situation a few years ago. We accepted the answer that was given. It wasn't in-depth enough. We need proper answers. I just don't think it's... I don't think, I don't, I don't think if you ask a question, they'll give you a proper answer. And then you're, you're stumped on a call. If you're at an AGM, it's easier. You're face-to-face. You're on a call. I don't think it's going to be that easy. You ask me a question... I don't see any point. They're going to Do you think they're pulling faces behind the camera when you can't Not pulling faces, but they, they've answers ready for questions, I think. We can't go into it. We guess you can't. We can't. What I'm saying no, is that can. there's other ways of asking these questions. You could email them. You can bombard. You can talk to them. You can just keep doing it mm. and doing it and doing it. Keep doing it over and over. The most, the most important thing for people going to an AGM is to triple check the financial projections that you're giving. Right. And when you're sitting in the seat, you say, "This don't, this this isn't going to add up. This doesn't add up." Don't just accept when you're told it will add up. Ask your questions. But look, just on one other thing on it, right? This pod isn't for Forest members only. This pod is for all Cork City supporters. And I've said numerous times, one of the big failings Forest has had, in my opinion, is it's never learned how to communicate with Cork City fans who are not Forest members. I'm not going to partake in a pod whereby we're just focusing on forests and therefore we're only talking to forest members and there's people listening like they are now to this discussion and they have generally no idea of what we're talking about and and things like that you know so i understand where the, the question has come from and what i would say is we will always try and hold the board of management we will always try and hold them oh, what's the phrase i'm looking for you know we we we'll we, we keep them responsible we try and and make sure that they're answerable for their decisions, be it, no matter who the owners are, be it Forrest, be it Grovemore, be it Soccer Corky, be it somebody else. Um, It doesn't matter. And this pod, hopefully, will still be here in three or four years' time, and we will still be trying to keep boards of management. You'll be working for RTE, but you don't lie. <laughs> but we'd still be trying to hold boards of management to account in some ways. I understand, and we're all extremely frustrated about where we've ended up, and we all know why. If anybody doesn't know and wants to know... I'm at Decky121 on Twitter. Uh, it, it's DM been out there. I, I mean, no the, problem. I have no problem telling people. I don't give a shit about this. De- 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 Declan Carey did an interview on, he did an interview on Red FM and he, he told everyone, this is, you know, it has, it has got out there. By now, people should realise how we ended up where we are. I think everyone should know that. If you don't know it, yeah. Jesus, God, we, it, it's in the public. It's, it's out there. It's the podcast to know. name, really. Yeah, no, but it's you know there was no money stolen or there was none of this. I see some people still saying that there was nothing like that. It was look, mistakes were made, um, and and that's it. You know that's that's how we ended up where we are, and it's it's in the public how we love. I still see people to this day putting up stupid things on, on social media and on Facebook yeah. about you know where's all the money gone. I mean, come on, by now you should know. Um, but yeah, so. So yeah, AGM. We will talk about the AGM. There are there are two spaces up for the board of management, and um, we hopefully we'll maybe find out within two weeks who who's running for that. Um, obviously, Declan Carey's <laughs> position, uh, he's his term is up this year actually. So maybe we will find out if he's going to run again or whether you know. Listen, he's had three years. They haven't been the easiest years. Um, and I've been on the board, and I, we had my sad story and my little violin playing there a few weeks ago when both of you gave me absolutely no sympathy whatsoever. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, 
I know it's been a tough three years for Declan and if he steps down, you know, it, there's two positions there. The club will have a new chairman next year. We don't know who that's going to be. Um, but look, there's there's loads coming up. Uh, so one, one thing about him, in fairness to him, oh, all the crap he gets on social media and he gets, when he, when we wanted to get him on for this podcast, a few questions I wanted to ask him was like, how is he coping with the abuse he gets? And in fairness to him, he's done it well. Do you know, he's never lost a head. He's never snapped at someone. So, you know, fair play to him. If he steps down, fair play to him. He's done a, he's done a decent job on what he can do. Well, it's a thankless job. And yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say, it, basically. Yeah. yeah, it is a thankless job. And look, that's that's the board for you. And all the rest of the lads have worked hard. And, you know, they're never going to end up getting the, the credit and, the, the you know, the kudos and stuff like that. Right. People always remember the back. It's over. Uh, what's that? Back to the command was 84 when it's over. Um, anyway, the there's a question came in there as well. Would love to hear your Cork City all-time 11s. Can't wait for next week. So, guys, what we're going to do, right, is... Declan, you're going to pick for next week, right? You're going to choose the back four, okay? All-time 11 Cork City. Wayne, you're going to pick the middle four. And I'm going to pick the front two. There's a little thing for you for next week. Can I just say on this, right? I absolutely hate doing these things because... So we're not going to do that, actually. No, 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 I'm no problem. But there's no consensus. People will just... There'll just be World War Three again everywhere because nobody will agree with anybody else, you know. Okay. And I know that's the here's the deal, of the lads. I know that's the nature Declan, of the beast, you know. Here's the deal: if Cork City win again next week, we're going to have all content, okay? <laughs> so that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just trying to plan ahead okay if if they win on Friday it's going to be like so like I'm just trying to plan ahead here okay okay okay, okay just do just do last words uh, Wayne have you any last words for us this week can't fatten a greyhound can't fatten a greyhound uh, the, uh, the, uh, the RF actually had a banner done turn us cross I see they didn't I think that the RF are responsible for a 5-0 win let's face okay. it oh. like banner goes up we win 5-0 and comes when they well. sponsored us, we hit number five in Ireland. <gasps> Australia, Illuminati. Australia. Declan, any last words? I do actually, yeah. Um, look. Well, there's a surprise. It's it's fun. Like I'm on dangerous territory here now because of, of our situation. But the more this Dundalk implosion keeps happening, the harder I laugh. The arrogant, stuck up. Dirty, rotten, six-toed <laughs> up there, you know, and they, they all over the forums and Twitter a few years ago, rubbing our faces in it, and you know, oh, peak six are going to do this, and peak six are going to do that, and we're going to, you know, European champions in waiting, bloody blah, blah, and we told them, and we told them, and we told them, and we told them, and we told them what was going to happen. And here they are next Friday night with their anti-peak six protest outside Oriel Park. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, I'm just going to... My last words are, um, if Cork City win on Friday, if the club could do something really bad to give us plenty of content next week, that would be fantastic. Um, anything at all, I don't know. Just tweet something stupid. Make it up. Or, or yeah, just, I don't know. Just do something really, really bad. Um, so we can we'll have content for next week. Otherwise, we're stuck doing all to, uh, one time all, all, all time <laughs> one to elevens. Um, <laughs> okay, let's, let's let's discuss the right wing. Um, <laughs> um, guys, thanks so much. Episode. I would like to thank again. Aha, Bullock, uh, Cork City Supporters Club for their support of the pod. Just Declan, you you look after the the sponsorship arrangements. Um, how do, how are the lads down there? Which lads, sorry? Yeah, aha! Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're flying. Um, Where I mean, is we it? Were so, we were surprised to hear from them. The The supporters club is established, up and running. They wanted to wanted to sponsor. They're sponsoring next week's episode as well. Um, they done two episodes. Well, they did two episodes, mm. yeah. So, look, we're delighted Fair to play. delighted to have them on board. Um, Must pay a visit to them someday. Yeah, we might. Yeah, aha, bollogs. Um, I can tell you that, um, if, just in case you're wondering, when just off the top of my head, as far as I know, it's a village and parish in the barony of Muskery East and northwest County Cork. It's about 30 kilometres west of the city, south of the Bogara Mountains, <laughs> and just north of the River Lee. Uh, by Coachford as well. It's, it's, it includes the villages. It, so what it does, basically, the parish, I mean, just this all off the top of my head, the parish of Ahabolog <laughs> includes the villages of Ahalabog, Coach, Coachford, Android Lan, 
and it consists of 31 townlands. Um, so there you go. Uh, it has a public house and a shop, a national school, community hall, and a Roman Catholic church. St. Olin is actually the patron saint. No, that's off the top of my head. Let's do a roadshow there. <laughs> <laughs> Toe top hit. Aha, Bullog. We can only we can only do it if the ICA don't have the hall booked on the Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, amigos. Adios, Adios. Damien. Good night, guys. The other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins, and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast.